This is Healthcare Strategies. This podcast was recorded remotely due to the coronavirus pandemic. As a result, the quality may be a little lower than our usual standards. We appreciate your patience as we practice social distancing. From all of us at Intelligent Healthcare Media, stay healthy, stay safe, and enjoy the latest episode of Healthcare Strategies. Hello, and welcome to Healthcare Strategies. My name is Kelsey Waddell, and I'm the editor of Healthpayer Intelligence. During the coronavirus pandemic, seniors were at particularly high risk for negative and severe health outcomes. Those ages 65 and older were at 40 times higher risk of hospitalization, and those between the ages of 65 and 74 years of age were 1,300 times more likely to succumb to the disease and pass away. The CDC estimated that seniors accounted for 8 out of 10 coronavirus-related deaths in the U.S. Providers faced numerous challenges as they tried to deliver care to this population while also trying to maintain the social distancing standards and other safety precautions in place to defend seniors from coming in contact with the virus. Now the pandemic is becoming more manageable, and the majority of American seniors and counties that report vaccination data are vaccinated. Healthcare industry experts can now take a step back and assess what they learned about senior care during the pandemic and how they can improve both present and future practices based on that knowledge. Joining us today to talk more about this subject is my colleague, Emily Sokol, Director of Research here at Extelligent Healthcare Media. Insights, our research department at Excelgen Healthcare Media, recently released a report on transforming senior care. The report highlights both the challenges that providers faced in delivering care to seniors during the pandemic and also the opportunities for growth going forward. Emily is here to tell us more about what we learned. So, Emily, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Kelsey. Let's start off with a little bit of context for what you all in the Extelligent Healthcare Media Research Department Insights were doing with this study. Who are you hearing from and what were some of your goals? Yeah, so we in Insights leverage Extelligent Healthcare Media's network of uh, readers and healthcare stakeholders. So we wanted to field a survey to those who are specifically focused on senior care, and that includes geriatricians, skilled nursing facilities, long-term care facilities, primary care physicians, some home health agencies, and really see how uh, care had transformed for their populations throughout the course of the pandemic. So we really wanted to look not just at the direct implications of the pandemic, because we've been hearing a lot about that anecdotally, particularly in this skilled nursing facility setting, but also look beyond that and figure out, okay, what lessons learned from the pandemic have you taken that's gonna alter care moving forward, you know, hopefully for the better. And we did this by targeting, we send out an electronic survey to our readers who fit that target population. And it worked out wonderfully that about 62% of our respondents had about 75% or more of their population was considered an elderly patient. So we just used the Medicare definition and anyone who is 65 plus. We ended up having a lot of respondents who had a bulk of their population was elderly. So we hit our mark perfectly. Oh yeah, that works out well. (laughs) Great. So excited to hear about what they were saying. Um, So 
I, we know that you know technology has been key to care in the pandemic timeframe, particularly for the senior population as they were not able to outside their homes really. But we also know that technology, specifically healthcare technology, can be not straightforward. And so I'm interested in what kinds of challenges healthcare professionals were experiencing as they sought to deliver technology solutions to seniors to help them connect to care during the pandemic. So could you dive into that? Yeah, so a lot to dive into there. We first wanted to start with not assuming everything that we thought to be true. So the first question that we asked was just, has care changed for your senior population? And unsurprisingly, exactly as we had imagined, a lot of people said that it had. Nearly everyone said that throughout the course of 2020, care delivery to the senior population had changed. What was interesting, though, is that when we asked specifically how care was changing, most said it was more difficult, again, as expected. But when asked how care was more challenging or what elements made care delivery to the senior population more challenging, technology wasn't the biggest response group. The biggest response group was actually seniors' inability to see their relatives or loved ones was the biggest challenge to delivering care. We had 86% of respondents said that that was a challenge and only 59% said patients' use of technology was a challenge. So not dismissing that technology was a, was a challenge at all, but it wasn't the biggest, like I think a lot of people were expecting. And something I didn't mention earlier when I was talking about how we conduct our research is in addition to the electronic survey, we complete qualitative follow-ups with anyone who's willing to talk with us further about the, the survey topics. And one of those qualitative follow-ups actually, I think really poignantly mentioned that seniors kind of get a bad rep for not being able to use technology. A lot of them are connecting with, you know, grandchildren or kids through FaceTime. They're comfortable using a computer. And she even said that when she suggested a Zoom communication for one of her patients and started walking through it, the patient was like, oh, I already know how to use that. That's how I go to church now because of the pandemic. So, you know, I think seniors get, get a little bit of a bad rep. And obviously there are some gaps and you have patients who are less savvy or less comfortable and confident using technology, but I don't think it's a one size fits all by any means. I mean, we were seeing that in our data. The biggest issue was missing that connection with people who are often their caregivers and their loved ones and having that social connection, not necessarily the, the technology. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought about the sort of social aspect being actually more of an issue than the, than the technological aspect. So how did these challenges, both the social and the technological, kind of force healthcare professionals and organizations to change their approach, particularly when it comes to technological solutions, where even with the social aspect at this point, all of the family and the friend interactions were also happening through technology, essentially. So still focusing a little bit on those technological solutions, how did that dynamic force healthcare professionals to change their approach? I think 2020 really showed us in general that the industry needed to get creative. I mean, we saw that in terms of some of the, the really clever ways that clinics were opening up drive through care visits, or they were finding ways to get patients tablets, or even, you know, on personal notes, you saw drive-by birthday parties and stuff. People got really creative in 2020 with how to make this new normal feel as normal and connected as possible. And I think we saw that with the senior population and delivering care to the senior population as well. I think where the difference comes in is really all around that education. There's sort of this gap in technology. We talked about seniors getting a bad rep for sure in their ability to use technology, but there are still a lot of seniors who, who do struggle with technology and are uncomfortable with it. And they like seeing their doctor face-to-face. -face. So telehealth may not be the best fit for them. So I think where it becomes different for 
senior care delivery, it's really that focus on patient education. And I think we really saw this in some of the data from our, our senior care reports. We had 62% uh, of our respondents said that they either agreed or strongly agreed that the senior population did not understand how to use telehealth or other technologies that would be helpful in delivering care. But you also had 68% said that they strongly agreed or agreed that telehealth can be helpful in delivering care to seniors. <laughs> so it's going to be really helpful but they don't necessarily know how to use it. And I think that gap really highlights the bridge in, in education that we need. The, the technology is there. I don't think anyone at this point is arguing, can telehealth do all of the things that it's supposed to do? It's really just how do we make it most effective? How do we educate people? And maybe even just help them know that it's there, give them the broadband access to have effective connections, et cetera. And one of our qualitative respondents actually articulated this really well when she was talking about she would actually go into patients' homes and simulate a telehealth visit. So she would have the patient, for example, in their living room and she would be sitting in the dining room and say, okay, now we're going to log on and you, you know simulate a telehealth visit with me. And she was right there in the next room to walk through any tech issues that the patient might have. And she said, after a couple of times of doing that, patients got it and they knew what to do. But so the challenge, I think, moving forward is gonna be one, getting that technology to the seniors who might be in more remote or limited broadband areas. And two, it's gonna be providers having the time to educate those patients. And that's a huge that's a huge ask of providers who are already incredibly busy and overworked. So I think that that's something that the industry as a whole is really gonna to need to start to, to grapple with is how do we bridge, bridge that gap and emphasize the education point? Because telehealth we've seen can be effective once you know how to use it, it's just how do you get particularly your senior population to that point? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thankfully for a lot of seniors, the bulk of the teaching educational aspect doesn't necessarily have to rest on physicians because they, a lot of seniors have caregivers who are heavily involved in their care and in their life. And oftentimes these caregivers, it's easy to leave them out of the equation and to focus when you have patient-centered care to focus really on the patient and forget that there's this other person there who's very intimately knowledgeable about this person's health and well-being, even if they still are, you know, from afar because of COVID. So I know that you dove into that a little bit in the report. I was curious how the caregiver population has been impacted by the pandemic and how organizations can incorporate these individuals into their strategies, maybe to kind of, as you know, you mentioned, like to sort of take off some of the burden from physicians about having to do all that education. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I think that you made an excellent point in the importance of caregivers. You know, these are the people who in a pre-pandemic world were accompanying patients to visits, you know, monitoring their medication adherence and really their, their support system. So if they're not living with a patient, the pandemic and lockdowns made that continuation of care really, really difficult. And we specifically had asked in our survey about that. Normally our respondents said about 56% of our respondents said that caregivers were really, really involved when it came to patient care coordination. And that includes everything from getting them to their visits, you know, making sure they're adhering to their medication, making sure they're seeing all the right doctors at the right time, et cetera. But during the pandemic, about 43% that caregiver involvement had declined, which is really unfortunate, but makes sense as the senior population was particularly vulnerable to severe COVID outcomes. I'm kind of happy to see that there was that emphasis on safety and making sure that we're not in the houses frequently. We're not, you know, escorting to care. We're trying to figure out these new ways to, to virtually connect and continue that care coordination. 
again, to talk about some of the, the anecdotal evidence that we saw in our report as well, we had a nurse practitioner in oncology care who said that their patient panels often were able during COVID to involve the entire family because they all could just get the Zoom link and connect via Zoom with obviously patient consent that everyone who was in the conversation was part of the conversation. But that immediately cuts down so many barriers that you know the patient doesn't have to go to all three, four, five of her kids to relay the message. They're all in there. They're all in that conversation. They all have that relationship with the provider and can be asking questions that they need. And maybe the questions that, you know, their loved one isn't thinking to ask. Going back to the idea of getting creative in care delivery, I think caregiver involvement, this was the perfect example of that. People got creative, figured out how can we continue to involve them and arguably in a more effective and easier way. You know, you didn't have to coordinate kids who might be across the country to all come and, and see, you know, mom for this really important conversation. We were all able to connect by Zoom. We were all able to hear the exact same information coming from the exact same provider. Wow. Yeah. It, it is interesting to see how much COVID has forced us to evolve in a lot of ways. And there's been a lot of challenges with that, but that sounds honestly like a positive. Awesome. So, you know, obviously these responses that you all received from the participants were framed by a highly unusual year and unusual circumstances. And so I've been wondering, and I think we're all still figuring this out, you know, what is going to stick what are we going to carry through with us? And then, of course, there's going to be things that are not as necessary and we can discard after the pandemic is more manageable. So what lessons did you hear from organizations that they're going to be carrying with them into the future as we emerge from this pandemic, specifically around how to care for seniors well? Yeah, so this is actually one of the most interesting findings to me because I was expecting and, you know, given the whole conversation we've been having about technology and how it can be used to more effectively give patients access and involve caregivers, et cetera. I was really expecting across the board providers to be like, technology, 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 telehealth, like that's that's it, that's where we're going. But what was actually the focus, we asked organizations, which of the following are you prioritizing moving forward and then which is the top priority? So in order to, they may be focusing on a couple of different areas, and then we wanted to really get at that big money topic, the most important thing moving forward. And what we found was that care coordination won across the board. And I think that harkens to a lot of the challenges that we're seeing across the industry, not just in our senior population, with this potential delayed care crisis that we're, we're worried about. If the pandemic kept patients out of office, it delayed a lot of preventative screenings. And for patients with chronic conditions, it potentially delayed a lot of the, the continued care that they needed to see. So I think this is really hearkening back to providers focus on, on what they know. Providers who care for seniors, no chronic disease, no chronic disease management, you know, particularly when you have patients who potentially have multiple comorbidities. So I think that that's a theme that's not gonna go away anytime soon. I think what might be carried on to really answer your question is how we can use technology to help and how we can use caregivers to help with better care coordination. Because I think ultimately that's one of the most important things to the senior population is coordinating that care. You know, seniors might have multiple doctors that they need to see. They might be battling multiple conditions. So care coordination is something that they've dealt with they probably really struggled during the peak of the pandemic and the peak of lockdowns when organizations were trying to figure out how to leverage technology and communication and all of this. And now I think moving forward, we're at a place where the industry can, or we're almost at a place where the industry can take a collective breath and say, okay, now how do we use this technology to 
to not only optimize what we're doing, but really go back to the bread and butter of what we do and emphasize that care coordination to, to improve patient outcomes and improve access to care for our seniors. That's great. And it's interesting because that does seem to be something that's emerging, not just in senior care, but across the industry. I remember talking to you just a few weeks ago about patient experience report that came out and really highlighting that figuring out the balance of technology in care coordination, the role rather of technology in care coordination is going to definitely be something that we're going to have to work through as an industry. Well, and we need to, to put out a little bit of a teaser. The next report that we have coming out is on telehealth and telehealth strategies. And we really dive into that challenge a lot and figuring out how organizations, a lot of them sort of scrambled to have telehealth solutions during the peak pandemic. And now how are they going to use them moving forward and hopefully optimize them in order to have a greater impact than the, they already did you know, during the peak pandemic? Perfect. Perfect timing. Uh, so if anyone's been tracking through our, our reports, even on your edge of your seat to know the answer to that question, we got it coming to you. Speaking of which, how can people find both the patient experience report that came out a couple of months ago and then also this great report about senior care and the telehealth report in the future? Yeah, so all of our research content is on our website at excelgentmedia.com slash insights. There you can see all of our reports are available for purchase as well as our Insight subscription model, which gives you access to not only all current reports, but any report that we've put out in the past and any report that we're going to put out in the future for our calendar year. Great. Well, thank you again, Emily, for coming on today to talk to us about senior care and um, looking forward to chatting more about telehealth in the future. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Kelsey. Listeners, we'd love to hear your thoughts about this episode. Feel free to reach out to me at kwadil at extelligentmedia.com. That's K-W-A-D-D-I-L-L at extelligentmedia.com to share your thoughts. You can also use that email to let us know if there are any health industry related questions or stories you would like us to consider covering. And if you liked this episode and it sparked some thoughts for you, please head over to Apple and give us a few stars and a positive review. Thank you for listening. This has been an Extelligent Healthcare Media production.